Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 487 for the second of Nissan in a regular year. Have you ever dabbled in affirmations? Even if you haven't, I'm sure that you've heard about this concept of affirmations. One person who speaks about this a lot is Scott Adams. He's really into it. Scott Adams is the author of Dilbert Comics, and he also has lately become a political commentator since the times of Trump, pretty much. And so he he writes about affirmations a lot, about how affirmations really, he really saw the powers power of affirmations in his life a lot. The basic idea behind affirmations is that let's say you really want something out of your life. You want a lot of money. You want to meet somebody. You want to get a new job, whatever it is that you're looking to get. And you write down certain things every day. You write down certain sayings to the effect, affirming the facts that you will get these things with a full confidence. And then you say these things out loud. And speaking the words, the affirmation out loud is a core practice behind these affirmations. So today I don't want to get so much into the practice of affirmations per se, uh, and whether they work or not, that's a subject for another time. But I want to use that as kind of like an interesting segue into the topic of today. Namely, the interesting part about affirmations to me is the fact that there's an acknowledgement of the facts that it's not enough just to read the affirmations in your head, but you actually have to speak the affirmations out loud. That there's something about the power of speech that makes the affirmation comes to life and really gives it power. And I'm not a super expert in affirmations, but my understanding of affirmations is that even if you don't actually fully believe the affirmations that you're saying, and even if you're not totally concentrating while you're saying the affirmations, by by the mere act of speaking the affirmations out loud ha- gives these affirmations power and has the has the desired effect. Obviously, if you really intend and, and concentrate on the affirmations, it's going to be a little bit stronger. But even just speaking the affirmations, using the power of your speech is going to give the effect that you desire through the affirmations. So I think this is really interesting because it really parallels what we're going to be learning in today's Tanya in a certain sense. And not a direct way, but somewhat related. And we are beginning chapter 38 for context. And we're going to be talking about the power of speech specifically and about why it is that speech is such an integral part of our Jewish observance, specifically when it comes to prayer. And this is actually true for Torah study as well. But today the Altrapa really focuses on prayer. It's not enough to just read the words in your head. So just like open up a book and like, read them in your head, you actually, in order to fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah or fulfill the mitzvah of 
of praying, you need to speak the words out loud. And this is such a powerful mitzvah, and this is such a powerful aspect of the mitzvah that it is the mitzvah itself. That even that if a person merely has the that if a person has the best intention in the world, but they don't speak the words out loud, that does not they don't fulfill anything. Versus a person could be speaking the words and saying the words and maybe they're totally their mind is in a totally different place but it doesn't matter they not that it doesn't matter it is good to have good concentration as we will learn but even if you don't have that proper concentration merely by speaking the words it actually does have a very profound effect so let's get straight into the text and see how the ultra Rebbe explains this and explains why this is so here we go so the ultra rabbi begins and he says that with the context of all that we l- we've learned above. So what what is it that we've learned above so far? So if you remember in uh, in the last chapter, in the last few episodes, we've been talking about this whole idea about what is more important, do it giving charity or learning Torah and the purpose of life and the world and everything. And specifically, really, the culmination of it all was this idea that the uh, was talking about the godly soul and talking about the godly soul's descent here into this world, into this physical plane of reality. And we concluded and came to understand that the godly soul did not descend into this physical world for its own sake at all, but it really came here for the sake of the animal soul and for the sake of the physical body. That's what it came here for. So the Altar Abba wants you to keep this in mind when we now embark on this new chapter. And he says, with this in mind, we will now understand this halacha that comes up in the Talmud and also in Shulchan Aruch. So in the Talmud, it comes up in Brachos chapter, in Brachos page 20b. And in Shulchan Aruch, it's it's found in in Orachim 62.3, where it says... Which literally means that meditation or contemplation is not does not take the place of speaking something out loud. So what does this mean? This means, like I was mentioning in the introduction, that if a person says, if a person reads Shema, the Kriya Shema prayer, in his thought and in his heart alone, with all of the power of his intention, he is not considered as one who fulfilled his obligation to recite the Shema. And he has to go back and read it again. And so too, this is similarly the case with Berkas Amazon, the grace after meals, which is from the Torah. And so too, with all of the other brachos, all of the other blessings that come from the rabbinical blessings and prayer, if a person just says these with their with their lips and didn't have the kavana behind them, didn't have intention behind them, he still fulfilled his obligation, Bedi Eved, after the fact. So it's obviously we're supposed to have proper intention before we start praying and we should have the intention of having the right intention and try to have good intention. But if let's say you say these prayers or you say these blessings and you realize, oh, whoops, I didn't have the right intention when I prayed, it doesn't matter. You still fulfilled your obligation of prayer and you don't have to go back. Except for there is a, there are a couple of exceptions. The ex- a couple of exceptions are the first pasuk, the first verse of Shema, and the first bracha, the first blessing of the prayer of the Shmonesra, the Amida prayer. So, and this is explained in chapter two of Brachos. And this is why it says in chapter two of Brachos that it says when it's explaining all of the different 
laws regarding prayer, it says, until here is the mitzvah of intention of kavana, and from now on is the mitzvah, mitzvah of reading, etc. So meaning to say that like, yes, we do definitely need to have intention when we say the first verse of Shema and also when we say the first bracha of Shemona Esra, but from then on, Yes, well, we're supposed to have intention. We still, the main thing is the recitation out loud, the articulation out loud. And the reason for this is because the neshama, the godly soul, like we mentioned, does not need rectification, rectification in its own right through the mitzvahs, but rather the whole purpose of the godly soul down here is to draw down light into this world to rectify the animal soul and the body through the letters of speech that come out through the the speaking soul through the the five organs of verbal articulation and so too through the different mitzvahs that the soul does through the body uh through through all of the organs of the body so the basic idea is that as we've mentioned uh the soul itself does not need to be rectified the the there's a reason that the soul came down here into the world and it's for the sake of the physical world it's for the sake of the physical body it's for the sake of the animal soul and refining the animal soul and all of that so really you know prayer without speaking the words out loud is you're missing the point on the other hand the ultra is now now going to go on and throw a wrench into this whole argument about the importance of physical speech and how it how the physical words the, the articulation of the physical worlds words is more important than your intention by bringing up this teaching that prayer without intention is like a body without a soul which seems to imply that it's kind of meaningless you know like it's sort of like you think of like a golem or like a robot or something like that walking around like what's the value of a person who doesn't have a soul like you might have seen one of those AI movies where there's even, a, let's say, a robot that looks really, really, really realistic and everything. And, and a person might even develop like feelings and emotions towards this robot. But once they discover that it's a robot, then it's really creepy. It's really weird, right? There was a Twilight Zone episode about that, actually, where there was this man stranded on um, in the middle of outer space and somebody made a robot to keep in company and you really just see there's something creepy about this attachment that he has to the robot because the robot doesn't have a soul like there's you know it's not a person as much as it looks like a person as much as it acts like a person speaks like a person it's not a person so the same idea with um with prayer as much as we're saying that the main thing is to speak the words out loud that's all nice and good but is it really that valuable if there's no what if there is no um, no intention behind it at all? So the ultra is going to go on here and speak about that idea. So this teaching that prayer without kavana, without intention, is like a body without a soul is is found in many different places, and uh, and the ultra brings it up here, and he says to explain this, he says that really everything in the world, not just people, like when we think of a soul, when we think of a body, we think of this in terms of people. But the truth is this actually doesn't only apply to people. This applies to all of creation, everything in the world, animals, uh, vegetables, even even rocks and, and inanimate objects, they all have a spirit and a body. They have a, a body and a soul to them. So what do we mean by the soul or the spirit of these these creatures in the world that are not human? This is like the, this is the vivifying force that is within them. 
So we know that, you know, God vivifies everything in the world, something from nothing at all time. And so this vitality that God flows into them, this is what we can think of as the spirit of that object. Uh, so so even, yeah, like, like I mentioned, even rocks and even like totally inanimate objects have within them this light of God that's coming into them at all times. And if this light of God were not to be there, they would revert to not and nothingness. Like the true sustainability of the physical world of every physical object is actually the godly force behind it all. So like, you know, they've done these experiments where scientists try to uh, replicate creation, the creation of the world, but they always have to start with something. There's always a starting, some type of, um, some type of chemical or mineral or something that they have to begin with. Only God can create something from nothing because truly everything in the world is ultimately coming, for, is, is sustained by godliness. So it's sort of like we can look at creation from two aspects. We can look at creation from the physical aspects of the world. And that would be like the same category of like the movement of our lips and, you know, that kind of stuff. That's like pure physicality. And that too, the ultra is teaching us. And that's, you know, sort of the subject of today's episode, today's um, section is also godly. Like even pure physicality is also godly. But then not only is pure physicality also godly, every physical object has a spirit spirituality within it. That's something separate. It has a spirit to it. And so that spirituality, that uh, level of spirituality actually radiates godliness in a much greater degree. It's a much, um, it's it's a much more intense. We can't compare the two two types of of revelation of vitality uh, of those two things. So where this is leaving us today, this is the end of the section for today, is really a kind of hint at uh, at this idea that we're going to continue talking talking about further on coming up in the Tanya about the importance of intention. So it's like with everything that we've been learning about how you must speak the words out loud, it's not enough to just like have great intention in your head, loving God in your heart is not enough, it needs to be grounded in action and all of that. We're going to learn that nevertheless, there is a place and actually a very important place for intention. And as we go further into the text, we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about where, what that means exactly on a deeper level. So stay tuned and we'll continue with this chapter tomorrow and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.